and welcome to the Brothers Grimm Lunch Break. I'm Eric Wagoner. Today I'll be reading Snow White. Once upon a time, in the middle of winter, when snowflakes were falling like feathers from the sky, a queen was sitting and sewing at a window with a black ebony frame. And as she was sewing and looking out the window, she pricked her finger with a needle, and three drops of blood fell on the snow. The red looked so beautiful on the white snow that she thought to herself, If only I had a child as white as snow, as red as blood, and as black as the wood of the window frame. Soon after, she gave birth to a little daughter, who was as white as snow, as red as blood, and her hair was as black as ebony. Accordingly, the child was called Snow White, and right after she was born, the queen died. When a year had passed, the king married another woman, who was beautiful, but proud and haughty, and she could not tolerate anyone else who might rival her beauty. She had a magic mirror, and often she stood in front of it, looked at herself, and said, Mirror, mirror, on the wall, who in this realm is the fairest of all? Then the mirror would answer, You, my queen, are the fairest of all. That reply would make her content, for she knew the mirror always told the truth. In the meantime, Snow White grew up and became more and more beautiful. By the time she was seven years old, she was as beautiful as the day is clear, and more beautiful than the queen herself. One day, when the queen asked her mirror, Mirror, mirror on the wall, who in this realm is the fairest of all? The mirror answered, You, my queen, may have a beauty quite rare, but Snow White is a thousand times more fair. The queen shuddered and became yellow and green with envy. From that hour on, her hate for the girl was so great that her heart throbbed and turned in her breast every time she saw Snow White. Like weeds, the envy and arrogance grew so dense in her heart that she no longer had any peace, day or night. Finally, she summoned a huntsman and said, Take the child out into the forest. I never want to lay eyes on her again. You are to kill her, and to bring me back her lungs and liver as proof of your deed. The huntsman obeyed and led Snow White out into the forest. But when he drew his hunting knife and was about to stab Snow White's innocent heart, she began to weep and said, Oh, dear huntsman, spare my life, and I'll run into the wild forest and never come home again. Since she was so beautiful, the huntsman took pity on her and said, You're free to go, my poor child. Then he thought, The wild beasts will soon eat you up. Nevertheless, he felt as if a great weight had been lifted off his mind, because he did not have to kill her. Just then a young boar came dashing by, and the huntsman stabbed it to death. He took out the lungs and liver, and brought them to the queen as proof that the child was dead. The cook was ordered to boil them in salt, and the wicked woman ate them, and thought that she had eaten Snow White's lungs and liver. Meanwhile, the poor child was all alone in the huge forest. When she looked at all the leaves on the trees, she was petrified and did not know what to do. Then she began to run, and she ran over sharp stones and through thorn bushes. Wild beasts darted by her at times, but they did not harm her. She ran as long as her legs could carry her, and it was almost evening when she saw a little cottage and went inside to rest. 
Everything was tiny in the cottage, and indescribably dainty and neat. There was a little table with a white tablecloth, and on it were seven little plates. Each plate had a tiny spoon next to it, and there were also seven tiny knives and forks and seven tiny cups. In a row against the wall stood seven little beds covered with sheets as white as snow. Since she was so hungry and thirsty, Snow White ate some vegetables and bread from each of the little plates and had a drop of wine to drink out of each of the tiny cups, for she did not want to take everything from just one place. After that she was tired and began trying out the beds, but none of them suited her at first. One was too long, another too short, but at last she found that the seventh one was just right. So she stayed in that bed, said her prayers, and fell asleep. When it was completely dark outside, the owners of the cottage returned. They were seven dwarfs who searched in the mountains for minerals with their picks and shovels. They lit their seven little candles, and when it became light in the house, they saw that someone had been there, for none of their things was in the exact same spot in which it had been left. "'Who's been sitting in my chair?' said the first dwarf. "'Who's been eating off my plate?' said the second. "'Who's been eating my bread?' said the third. "'Who's been eating my vegetables?' said the fourth. "'Who's been using my fork?' said the fifth. "'Who's been cutting with my knife?' said the sixth. "'Who's been drinking from my cup?' said the seventh. Then the first dwarf looked around and noticed that his bed had been wrinkled and said, "'Who's been sleeping in my bed?' The others ran over to their beds and cried out, "'Someone's been sleeping in my bed, too!' But when the seventh dwarf looked at his bed, he saw Snow White lying there asleep. So he called the others over to him, and when they came, they were so astounded that they fetched their seven little candles to allow more light to shine on Snow White. "'Oh, my lord! Oh, my lord!' they exclaimed. "'What a beautiful child!' They were so delirious with joy that they did not wake her up. Instead, they let her sleep in the bed, while the seventh dwarf spent an hour in each one of his companions' beds until the night had passed. In the morning Snow White awoke, and when she saw the seven dwarfs, she was frightened. But they were friendly, and asked, "'What's your name?' "'My name's Snow White,' she replied. "'What's brought you to our house?' the dwarfs continued. She told them how her stepmother had ordered her to be killed, how the huntsman had spared her life, and how she had to run all day until she had eventually discovered their cottage. Then the dwarf said, If you keep house for us, cook, make the beds, wash, sew, and knit, and if you'll keep everything neat and orderly, you can stay with us, and we'll provide you with everything you need. Yes, agreed Snow White, with all my heart. So she stayed with them and kept their house in order, in the morning they went to the mountains to search for minerals and gold. In the evening they returned, and their dinner had to be ready. During the day Snow White was alone, and the good dwarfs made sure to caution her. "'Beware of your stepmother,' they said. "'She'll soon know that you're here. Don't let anyone in.' Since the queen believed she had eaten Snow White's liver and lungs, she was totally convinced that she was again the most beautiful woman in the realm." And when she went to the mirror, she said, Mirror, mirror on the wall, who in this realm is the fairest of all? The mirror answered, You, my queen, may have a beauty quite rare, 
But beyond the mountains, where the seven dwarfs dwell, Snow White is thriving, and this I must tell. Within this realm, she's still a thousand times more fair. The queen was horrified, for she knew that the mirror never lied, which meant that the huntsman had deceived her, and Snow White was still alive. Once more she began plotting ways to kill her. As long as Snow White was the fairest in the realm, the queen's envy would leave her no peace. Finally, she thought up a plan. She painted her face and dressed as an old peddler woman so that nobody would recognize her. Then she crossed the seven mountains in this disguise and arrived at the cottage of the seven dwarfs, where she knocked at the door and cried out, "'Pretty wares for sale! Pretty wares!' Snow White looked out of the window and called out, "'Good day, dear woman. What do you have for sale?' "'Nice and pretty things. Stay laces and all kinds of colors,' she replied, and took out a lace woven from silk of many different colors. "'I can certainly let this honest woman inside,' Snow White thought. She unbolted the door and bought the pretty lace. "'My goodness, child, what a sight you are!' said the old woman. Come, I'll lace you up properly for once. Snow White did not suspect anything, so she stood in front of the old woman and let herself be laced with the new stay lace. However, the old woman laced her so quickly and so tightly that Snow White lost her breath and fell down as if dead. Well, you used to be the fairest in the realm, but not now, the old woman said and rushed off. Not long after, at dinner time, the dwarfs came home, and when they saw their dear Snow White lying on the ground, they were horrified. She neither stirred nor moved, and seemed to be dead. They lifted her up, and when they saw that she was laced too tightly, they cut the stay lace in two. At once she began to breathe a little, and after a while she had fully revived. When the dwarfs heard what had happened, they said, "'The old peddler woman was none other than the wicked queen.' Beware, don't let anyone in when we're not with you. When the evil woman returned home, she went to her mirror and asked, Mirror, mirror on the wall, who in this realm is the fairest of all? Then the mirror answered as usual, You, my queen, may have a beauty quite rare, but beyond the mountains where the seven dwarfs dwell, Snow White is thriving, and this I must tell. Within this realm, she's still a thousand times more fair. When the queen heard that, she was so upset that all her blood rushed to her heart, for she realized that Snow White had recovered. This time I'm going to think of something that will destroy her, she said. And by using all the witchcraft at her command, she made a poison comb. Then she again disguised herself as an old woman, and crossed the seven mountains to the cottage of the seven dwarfs, where she knocked at the door and cried out, "'Pretty wares for sale, pretty wares!' Snow White looked out the window and said, "'Go away. I'm not allowed to let anyone in.' "'But surely you're allowed to look,' said the old woman, and she took out the poison comb and held it up in the air. The comb pleased the girl so much that she let herself be carried away and opened the door." After they agreed on the price, the old woman said, "'Now I'll give your hair a proper combing for once.' Poor Snow White did not give this a second thought, and let the old woman do as she wished. 
But no sooner did the comb touch her hair than the poison began to take effect, and the maiden fell to the ground and lay there unconscious. "'You paragon of beauty!' said the wicked woman. "'Now you're finished!' And she went away. Fortunately, it was nearly evening, the time when the seven dwarfs began heading home, and when they arrived and saw Snow White lying on the ground as if she were dead, they immediately suspected the stepmother and began looking around. As soon as they found the poison comb, they took it out, and Snow White instantly regained consciousness. She told them what had happened, and they warned her again to be on her guard and to not open the door for anyone. In the meantime, the queen returned home, went to the mirror, and said, Mirror, mirror on the wall, who in this realm is the fairest of all? Then the mirror answered, as before, You, my queen, may have a beauty quite rare, but beyond the mountains where the seven dwarfs dwell, Snow White is thriving, and this I must tell. Within this realm she's still a thousand times more fair. When she heard the mirror's words, she trembled and shook with rage. "'Snow White shall die!' she exclaimed, "'even if it costs me my own life!' Then she went into a secret and solitary chamber where no one else ever went. Once inside, she made a deadly, poisonous apple. On the outside, it looked beautiful, white with red cheeks. Anyone who saw it would be enticed, but whoever took a bite was bound to die.' When the apple was ready, the queen painted her face and dressed herself up as a peasant woman and crossed the seven mountains to the cottage of the seven dwarfs. When she knocked at the door, Snow White stuck her head out the window and said, I'm not allowed to let anyone inside. The seven dwarfs have forbidden me. That's all right with me, answered the peasant woman. I'll surely get rid of my apples in time. But let me give you one as a gift. No said Snow White. I'm not allowed to take anything. Are you afraid that it might be poisoned? said the old woman. Look, I'll cut the apple in two. You eat the red part, and I'll eat the white. However, the apple had been made with such cunning that only the red part was poisoned. Snow White was eager to eat the beautiful apple, and when she saw the peasant woman eating her half, she could no longer resist stretched out her hand, and took the poisoned half. No sooner did she take a bite than she fell to the ground dead. The queen stared at her with a cruel look, then burst out laughing and said, White as snow, red as blood, black as ebony. This time the dwarfs won't be able to bring you back to life. When she got home, she asked the mirror, Mirror, mirror on the wall, who in this realm is the fairest of all? Then the mirror finally answered, You, my queen, are now the fairest of all. So her jealous heart was satisfied, as much as a jealous heart can be satisfied. When the dwarfs came home that evening, they found Snow White lying on the ground. There was no breath coming from her lips, and she was dead. They lifted her up and looked to see if they could find something poisonous. They unlaced her, combed her hair, washed her with water and wine, but it was to no avail. The dear child was dead, and remained dead. They laid her on a bier, and all seven of them sat down beside it and mourned over her. They wept for three whole days, 
and then they intended to bury her. But she looked so alive and still had such pretty red cheeks that they said, We can't possibly bury her in the dingy ground. Instead, they made a transparent glass coffin so that she could be seen from all sides. Then they put her in it, wrote her name on it in gold letters, and added that she was a princess. They carried the coffin to the top of the mountain, and from then on one of them always stayed beside it and guarded it. Some animals came also and wept for Snow White. There was an owl, then a raven, and finally a dove. Snow White lay in the coffin for many, many years, and did not decay. Indeed, she seemed to be sleeping, for she was still as white as snow, as red as blood, and her hair as black as ebony. Now it happened that a prince came to the forest one day, and when he arrived at the dwarf's cottage, he decided to spend the night. Then he went to the mountain and saw the coffin with beautiful Snow White inside. After he read what was written on the coffin in gold letters, he said to the dwarfs, Let me have the coffin, and I'll pay you whatever you want. But the dwarfs answered, We won't give it up for all the gold in the world. Then give it to me as a gift, he said, for I can't go on living without being able to see Snow White. I'll honor her and cherish her as my dearly beloved. Since he spoke with such fervor, the good dwarfs took pity on him and gave him the coffin. The prince ordered his servants to carry the coffin on their shoulders, but they stumbled over some shrubs, and the jolt caused the poison piece of apple that Snow White had bitten off to be released from her throat. It was not long before she opened her eyes, lift up the lid of the coffin, sat up, and was alive again. "'Oh, Lord, where am I?' she exclaimed. The prince rejoiced and said, "'You're with me,' and he told her what had happened. Then he added, "'I love you more than anything else in the world. Come with me to my father's castle. I want you to be my wife.' Snow White felt that he was sincere, so she went with him, and their wedding was celebrated with great pomp and splendor. Now, Snow White's stepmother had also been invited to the wedding celebration, and after she had dressed herself in beautiful clothes, she went to the mirror and said, Mirror, mirror on the wall, who in this realm is the fairest of all? The mirror answered, You, my queen, may have a beauty quite rare, but Snow White is a thousand times more fair. The evil woman uttered a loud curse and became so terribly afraid that she did not know what to do. At first, she did not want to go to the wedding celebration, but she could not calm herself until she saw the young queen. When she entered the hall, she recognized Snow White. The evil queen was so petrified with fright that she could not budge. Iron slippers had already been heated over a fire, and they were brought to her with tongs. Finally, she had to put on the red-hot slippers and dance until she fell down dead. The End The Brothers Grim Lunch Break is released under a Creative Commons, Attribution, Non-Commercial, No Derivatives License. Download it and share it all you'd like, but don't change it or sell it. The translations used are copyright Jack Zipes and are used with permission. His collected translations, The Complete Fairy Tales of the Brothers Grimm, is available on the media of your choice from Bantam Books. The music is Mount Timbrel by Jamie Janover off his All Strings Considered album 
available on magnatune.com. If you'd like to listen to any of the other tales, you can find them on our website, www.grimlunch.org, where you can also leave comments, or subscribe through iTunes. And, if you're in iTunes, would you mind leaving a review or clicking on stars to give this podcast a rating? It helps other people find the podcast, and I'd really appreciate it. Thank you for listening.